Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is the Vice Guide to Right Now, your inside look into the best of Vice. It's Friday, May 3rd. I'm Sophie Casas. Today, we're talking about Kanye West and his journey from courting controversy to leading a quasi-Christian church. On the first Sunday of the year, Kanye West unveiled his latest creative passion, Sunday service. For the past many months, the Kardashian West family, their friends and associates have gathered every Sunday in Calabasas for a transcendent, invite-only spiritual jam. And it all culminated on Easter morning with West's personal Sermon on the Mount at Coachella, complete with premium-priced merch to mark the occasion. But journalist Naima Cochran says that it all feels an awful lot like a marketing ploy. So on this episode, Vice Senior Culture Editor Alex Zaragoza gets into it with Naima Cochran, asking, is this really an attempt to bridge barriers and heal humanity, or is Kanye's pulpit just another stage on which to perform? So, hi Naima. Hi Alex. (laughs) So we're talking about the Kanye West piece that you mm-hmm. wrote for for us, um, and it's a really great piece. Thank you. I'm so happy with how it turned out, and it was a lot of work on both our ends. It was a lot of work. Yeah, but it came out really. It came out good. But I told you it was the most intense edit I've been through. But it but it came out really well. I'm happy with it. Yeah, you yeah. know, and I think um, when we do culture pieces here at Vice, we really di- we dive in and yeah. we really get in there and stuff. And so um, I respect it. Yeah, and I'm so happy that you rolled with it because I, yeah. I think it can be frustrating. I think I told you like via text, like when there's been edits that I've been in where I was like, I don't know, man, if I can handle any more of this. Yeah, and, yeah. But what comes out at the end is something that. I'm always proud of. And this piece is an example of that as well. Well, thank you. I mean, I am proud of it. I'm proud of the reaction to it. And, you know, I wasn't sure if it was something I wanted to do, which I guess we'll talk about. But um, I am proud of the of the finished product. Yeah. yeah. OK, yeah. well, first off, why don't you tell me the genesis of this, the Sunday services that would appear on Instagram via Kim Kardashian West's yeah. Um, yeah, Instagram stories? So at the top of the year, Kim started posting Instagram clips and stories about these Sunday services that Kanye was doing in Calabasas. There wasn't a lot of explanation. There wasn't a lot of description. And over time, you would see more people post about them. And it would always just be like a little clip of we just knew there was a choir involved. There was some live instrumentation involved. And we would catch clips of like some soul cuts, some of his songs that were reimagined. But over time, there were more celebrities posting about it. And then some of the musicians involved posting about it. It came to my attention in March 
Sci High to Prince, who was a Chicago rapper, posted a clip where Kanye was like at a keyboard and jamming, and it was a Fred Hammond sample, Fred Hammond, the gospel artist. And it sounded like the kind of track we used to love from Kanye. Oh, absolutely. You know, when he was just producing, or even when he was just like in his stride. So on the timeline, it was kind of like, oh, Kanye's back. But it was also like, do we care at this point? But we didn't really know what it was. We didn't. I know it was. And honestly, when I would when I first started seeing these videos posted, it was like, oh, this is dope. Like, because it would be like Gap Band. It would be Soul to Soul. And and these very like large, like it's out in a field Mm -hmm. and you're like, it's early morning and and this choir and this musicians are all together and they're singing on an early Sunday morning. And right. it was really beautiful. So it seemed, yeah, it seemed like it could be, it, it seemed if nothing else, it seemed interesting. Like, okay, yes. what, what's, what's Ye up to this time, yeah. right? And as the weeks continued to go by and he continued to do this, then it became obvious that like, oh, this is something. Like he's this creating something. This is a something. project. This yeah. wasn't just like, oh, come through on this one random Sunday mm-hmm. to do this jam session. And then I realized that it had a name, Sunday Service. Mm-hmm. And then you started seeing, you know, for me, I would see some influencers from the music industry. Yeah. You Northwest. would see some celebrities. <laughs> yeah. North Northwest is dancing it up. scooping, you know, <laughs> had it. And then at first I saw them in white and then they're in black and then they're in mauve. So then it's like, oh, it's, it's a dress code. And they're um, all dressed and it's like these and they're all dressed alike. Very like kind of Yeezy and it looks season very five or whatever, exactly. season seven. It looks style. very Yeezy-esque. So there definitely was some question of what exactly is he doing? Like, is it a is it a musical endeavor? Is it a spiritual endeavor? Mm-hmm. Is it both? Because, again, nobody was explaining it. Nobody was talking about it. No. And it wasn't like there was an entire live stream. We were just getting these bits and pieces from the net. And, and participants had to sign NDAs, but they could post on the net but which I guess is they couldn't so them, which is weird right well it's it's very on brand though when you think of the yeah. Kardashian family and like West, don't talk like, about this but talk about this yeah like show like they like to create these like marketing sort of exactly. ploys and, and stuff and that seemed very on brand very on brand so we we didn't really get a lot and then we saw DMX so oh the DMX stuff was that was where I was like okay so here's the thing something about, so here's here, the thing about yeah. X X just got out of jail. Yeah. For the however many whatever time. But X is all, he's a, he's a very troubled soul which he which he will admit I'm not speaking out of school, but anybody who's listened to his full albums or ever seen him perform this really intense prayer is part of his ritual. Mm-hmm. He makes it interludes on his albums. He does it on stage. Sometimes he curses during the prayer, but like he's really in it. Like it comes from oh, a very yeah. guttural place. Like it's coming from the depths oh, yeah, of his like soul. He is crying eyes, out to God. Yeah. Like yes. for real. Um, and he's he has like reasons to. Sweating. Right? His eyes are like tightly shut. Like yeah. when you see the, you're just, yeah, it's very It's a very visceral, real thing. Yeah. So if, if Sunday service had not, been a real had not had a real church connection before then once you bring x into it like x is quoting scripture x is actually he's actually invoking the spirit of god all that other stuff is cute like you flipping anita baker's angel and and flipping soul to soul and flipping jesus walks but this point somebody has actually brought god into it for real for real like you're having prayer which means that at this point you're making it a real point of worship. So then my curiosity was piqued. Um, then he makes the announcement. Though. Then he makes this announcement that they're coming to Coachella, which can you tell me about the announcement? Because we did have to cut a lot of it a little from bit. the piece, so... but it was it was so fascinating even just seeing how the announcement went down at the services. Right. So 
if you've ever been to a black church service, and and actually in some of the more evangelical and more kind of highly spirited white church services, there will be a time at the end of at the end of the sermon where a pastor is either about to open up the altar for prayer or make some other kind of plea to the congregation and like his voice kind of goes low mm-hmm. and the, like the organ breakdown. the organ player yeah. is behind him mm-hmm. and you know he's playing beautifully and you know the pastor is making an impassioned plea to the congregation so or or you know giving a testimony just re- reaffirming whatever war- word just came forth so Kanye's sitting there the organist is playing and he's like you know we went to do a Coachella walkthrough because, you know, we were just going to do a little something. And he had a date for us. He. He. He had a date for us. I don't think he meant, you know, a Coachella producer. He's like, no. he had a date for us. He had a mountain for us. And this was the only date that this mountain was available to us. And it's Easter Sunday. And everybody's like, whoa. Whoa. Yeah, then. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know, so yeah. it's like a whole thing. And I'm like, is he fucking kidding me right yeah. now? So he made it like this real, like it was ordained and meant to be. And like God made a way for them to yeah. come to Coachella. And I, I want to put a pin in that because first of all, if you're trying to minister to the world, if you're trying to reach beyond Calabasas, Coachella is not taking you that much further. Yeah. You know? And the thing is, and this really speaks to Kanye feeling that he is touched by God. Right. Right. And I guarantee he's real upset with the, like... With the, with the with backlash. The reaction, the backlash, Oh, yeah. of course, because that's Kanye's whole thing, right? Nobody appreciates his genius. Nobody gives him credit for the things he does. And he's probably putting this under the same basket. But, you know, so he goes to Coachella, and, and, and there's this man-made hill... Tell us about that hill because it's actually really interesting. So Kanye kept talking about a mountain. It was a mount. Uh huh. You know, it wasn't, I wouldn't call it a mountain, but it was a man-made hill of sorts that Coachella created and sodded for well, him. They, they created it because they wouldn't, they wouldn't um, build a dome. He so, wanted a dome that was basically this like almost Hillsong church esque yes. dome dedicated to his dedicated congregation, to his church, to his which church, he had done whatever. in Ghana. He mm-hmm. brought the dome to Ghana last year, mm-hmm. so I guess that might have been the beginning of this. This. Mm. So he'd done the dome in Ghana last year. So yes, he wanted these domes, and and production just couldn't accommodate it. Like it was going to cost a bajillion dollars, and yeah. didn't make any sense, and it wasn't on the main stage. You know, it was just all these different logistical factors that didn't make any sense. So instead of headlining with that dome, they instead were like, okay, listen, we'll give you this hill over here. You can do your thing on the second Sunday. And they made it Sunday morning and they made it Easter service. So to him, I get why doing this Easter Sunday morning was like prophetic, right? Yeah. But Easter is the most sacred day in the Christian calendar. So to me... Anything you're going to do that is a semblance of worship and not actual worship is automatically sacrilege to me, Naima. The other part about the Coachella performance is that in addition to this whole fake sacred experience on the mount, you got a merch store pop up at the base of the hill that was open early in the morning before the performance started, like two hours before the show started, I think, and open after. 
called church clothes yeah in this like really hideous and this random ass like font yeah yeah, this awful font and this (laughs) random tent like a 225 dollars sweatshirt that said holy spirit yeah the socks were like 50 dollars, and they had jesus walks emblazoned on them up the yeah yeah. or like another pair of socks for 50 that said church socks Yeah. yeah it all just to me nullified anything that he was actually doing yeah because it was because then it became a marketing gimmick it's like oh you're gonna do your sunday service on easter sunday and sell this merch it just felt it felt like felt like a rollout yeah and then on top of that like there was the actual setup of what the sunday service on the, at coachella um looked like and right. the, these circles that you described will you um yeah yeah tell us so about that. what was interesting to me about the calabasas performances was that everyone was in a circle the West Kardashian West family was, the kids were, but people who were attending were outside the circle. So within the circle was the choir, it was Kanye and whoever else was performing, it was the musicians, but the attendees were kind of on the outside. So that means that you're closed off from the energy. You're outside of the energy. Worship is supposed to be communal. Mm -hmm. So this automatically created an environment where people were observing worship rather than participating in worship, right, by design. At Coachella, that was amplified by this mount. So, and it was really kind of weirdly metaphorical. So, like, all the just regular-ass attendees (laughs) are at the bottom of this hill, and there's a fence. So they're literally fenced off at the bottom of the hill. They're literally fenced off at the bottom of the hill. On the hill is VIPs, but they're still separate from the action. Then, and then the the hill kind of, like, elevates as it goes up. So there's another circle where there's, like, the dancers and the choir, then it elevates a little and there's another circle where there's musicians and then it elevates and there's a very small circle at the top where whoever was performing, be it Chance, Kanye, whomever was at the Tiana very top. Taylor, yeah. So if you're at the bottom of the hill, looking at the top, the person who's actually performing is the hardest person for you to see. Mm-hmm. But from the vantage point at the top, looking down, it's majestic. It's just all these people at the bottom, right? Yeah. Which says all these to people me that looking was, at me, looking at me, which said to mm-hmm. me that was more about Kanye wanting that feeling of like you're you're ministering to all. It's like a sermon on the mount. Yeah. Like you're ministering to all these people out there. Like look at this sea of people. But again, it creates an energy where the people at the bottom mm-hmm. aren't part of the experience. They're watching the experience. Yeah, I'm gonna quote you actually yeah. real quick because it's this. This is like exactly hits to this. Mm. It's um, in the church of Kanye, you're blessed because you're watching Kanye be blessed. Your praise is through Kanye's praise. We're there to support his connection to God, not seek our own. Exactly. And I mean, that's also what Kanye's entire career has been about. Even if you want to go all the way back to Jesus Walks, we were supposed to be not so much channeling our own connection to Jesus, but we were supposed to be impressed with him because he was willing to talk about Jesus. And it's always been about not so much learning something through Kanye, but just marveling at Kanye's, I don't know, genius or whatever. Yeah, and like he's always had this this connection and relationship to God that's fraught in that he also views himself as a God. Right, right. and, And feels himself like, now stepping into this this position of leading right. in a in a godly like way right. he, like you mentioned in the story and what we talked about on the phone and over text was like him wanting to be this leader he he seeking something greater right. he's never satisfied with like 
like what he has, it's not enough. And he's always more. And is and it's like this seeking of faith in him and seeking of a belief system that creates a movement, which in a way you could think like, okay, with the MAGA hat and stuff like there he is, like look, seeking out this movement and like finding this other person that created a like a movement. And that would be Donald Trump. Obviously, that was hugely problematic in many ways. But for Kanye, it's like you can see why he was attracted. You, you to could it. see it, and yeah. especially now after once I started seeing the Sunday services and everything, it made more sense mm-hmm. in like looking back and thinking, oh, he's searching for something bigger and what his place is. Yes, he's definitely searching for something bigger. He's searching for what his. He's searching for what his legacy is going to be, right? Exactly, Because, yeah. you know, he compares himself to... He compares himself <laughs> he to compares Steve himself Jobs. He compares himself to Steve Jobs. He compares himself to Disney. He compares, on the music side, he compares himself to Fela Kuti, who Fela, I mean... Fela, I, mean, I guess Kanye did too. Fela lost his mom because of his because of his outspoken political beliefs through music. Mm-hmm. They threw her out of a second story window. You know the the Nigerian um, army did, and through um, Bob Marley, who created like his own spiritual movement himself, mm-hmm. right? But the difference is like the substance of these men's songs were were always always on message on task yeah um and at no point were they like why aren't you respecting me as a genius do you know who i am do you know i I invented leather joggers and that's the thing it's like (laughs) kanye doesn't actually want to do the work he wants to have the idea Mm -hmm. and then just get praised for the idea it's not so much that kanye wants to build a movement he just wants people to follow him (laughs) and to he just wants people to remember him and acknowledge him. Like he wants to be remembered as a game changer without doing real work to change the game. Instead of saying, what am I passionate about? And I, and I want to do it for the, for the greater good, not for what people are going to say about it. So something I wanted to touch on too was like the black church itself mm-hmm. and artists bred in the, in the black church. Right. We're talking like Aretha Franklin, Al Green, and, like, and then also how those artists and other artists have found redemption mm-hmm. in, in that space. Al Green is a perfect example of this. Right. Um, yeah, Al Green actually got kicked out of his house for secular music when he was a teenager. And after having all these number ones went back, like totally abandoned his secular career and went back. Here's where Kanye is different. Kanye didn't actually grow up in a traditional black church. His father was a minister or pastor of some sort, but not until Kanye was a little bit older. And also Kanye lived with his mom, not his dad. His own proclamation has been that he was raised in the Catholic church, which is a a completely different experience, even if you're a black than like the black Baptist church or the Pentecostal church or something like that. But I think his connections to black church are through music inspired by the black church because what made it makes sense yeah what made kanye famous in the first place was his use of soul samples Mm -hmm. and soul music at its purest and rawest is directly influenced by gospel music most of our our most famous and acclaimed soul artists are church bred vocalists Mm -hmm. and singers um, yeah, you think but, Mavis Staples. Yeah, Aretha you think of Franklin. Mavis, you think of Aretha, you think of Faith Evans, you think of Whitney, even mm-hmm. though Whitney's voice is more polished than some of the voices that come out of the church. But for a long time, like it was Patty. I mean, it was the, Anybody, it was the really, church yeah. to singer pipeline, right? Mm-hmm. So, but like I said, I think Kanye's connection was more through the music. So he was, he was aware of how the music could move you and how the music could inspire 
you know, and resonate and 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 even and get you channel, hype, like yeah, you said, like yeah, get you hype and, and channel all these emotions, which is why he was really able to play with even with Sunday service. What's great about Sunday service sonically is excellent. Yeah, you know his use of secular kind of inspirational music like using stevie's as or like mm-hmm. you mentioned before soul to soul or alicia myers i want to thank you which is low-key a gospel song anyway and just kind of like in, in mixing those in with gospel songs and with his own songs and kind of changing the arrangements and stuff so they felt like gospel songs that part was excellent but there is also this tradition for black folks when when black celebrities when something goes wrong OJ did it. You know, it he he OJ who hadn't technically been black in years, like <laughs> went directly to the black church to make an appeal. You know, because our community our instinct is to protect our celebrities. Mm-hmm. Is to make sure they're loved, make sure they're covered, and usually the fastest way to do that is to is to come before a congregation and come before the quote unquote throne, you know, and, and just kind of like admit your flaws, admit your, and, and, and ask for repentance. So initially the thought was like, Oh, Kanye. And you know, like again, Kanye has spent his whole career connecting himself to Jesus in various ways and to the gospel in various ways. So the, the first thought was Kanye is going to try to use gospel in a church to get back into everybody's good graces. Yeah. Because the MAGA and the slavery stuff was like a bridge too far. Yeah. For even the most diehard Kanye fan, it was, it was too mm-hmm. much. Like, it just felt like he was selling us out culturally and historically. Um, but as time went on, it was like, oh, actually, he's not doing it. This is about him. Yeah. But it is always kind of a shortcut. Like, I'm going to go a gospel route. I'm going to bring this choir on stage. I will say people have a tendency to give artists a little too much credit who do that like people think chance is a genius just because he makes hip-hop and and gospel Mm -hmm. and i mean chance is talented and it's a and and what he did is very new and rare especially for his age i saw chance live because chance doesn't talk about unless he's asked about it right what kanye's doing is something else Mm -hmm. what kanye's doing is just performance yeah. And you yeah. see, like, in direct contrast to, like, last year's biggest, like, most game-changing performance, mm-hmm. Beyonce's homecoming um, performance, and seeing, like, that she as a performer, she's a performer that, like, clearly loves her blackness. Yes. That celebrates her blackness and that wanted to put something on stage that members of the audience who were black and members that are watching at home on their mm-hmm. laptops and that are seeing the photos that they saw themselves. Yeah. And it wasn't this like, you need to revere me. This was like, I'm giving you something you you didn't, you don't get to see in this right. space ever. This space that's really reserved for like the wealthy and the white. Yes. And not just that, but like then giving you this documentary a year later to make sure you were clear that what this she was is doing. for you exactly. this is for you and so and and you see then what kanye is doing and mm-hmm. it's like this is not for us it's not for us and, and it almost, for you it yeah. almost feels like a cheat because first of all the sunday services in calabasas they're invite only and they're yeah. in calabasas yeah so that's first um which is super wealthy white space again and then even what he did for coachella even though people could say well it's live streamed and even though he had some really black people involved like the choreographers Fatima Robinson who's one of the best known hip hop choreographers you know of of the era he had Fonsworth Bentley involved and Fonsworth also put together Ultralight Beam mm-hmm. he has direct connections to the gospel computed community you know he had the right musicians involved and the choir is obviously genuine 
genuine. So the people around it were genuine. But I don't think, no part of me thinks that Kanye was like, this shit has to feel authentic and it needs to feel black and people at home need to connect to it. Like no part of me thinks that he took the cultural perspective in mind. Right now it feels like Kanye takes, is taking our culture and presenting it for those wealthy white people. Like I'm giving mm-hmm. this to y'all. This is for your consumption. And 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 this is just my opinion. I but I, that's how it feels. It feels like he's packaging it up for them, mm-hmm. not for us because that's who he's making it accessible to. Yeah. And so this is all why I reached out to you basically. Yeah. <laughs> um so th- this has been a story in my in my mind for since maybe February or so. Right. Um maybe early March. Um, I can't quite remember, but it's been like two months where I saw this and I was like, this is really interesting. I'm going to keep watching. Like, what is this? What's happening? And then as it progressed and, and then realizing like, this is something and thinking about like the black church and thinking about like, what is he creating here? What's his aim here? And like him as a, as a very conflicted person, as somebody that's very ego driven and Mm -hmm. that's very, um, that does have this connection to God. Like what is the story here? And then wanting, wanting this piece to be out there in the world, but knowing also like, I'm just not the person to write it. I don't, this is not my lived experience. And I, I know enough as a cultural writer and cultural critic and somebody that's just embedded in, you know, understanding of culture. But it was just something that I felt needed to be said. And, and I struggled to find a writer. I was, yeah, then um, our friend Kevin Clark. Mm-hmm. Shout who, out to Kevin. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Kevin. Um, I was meeting him and his his wife, who's my very good friend, uh, Danny Quattenclay. Yeah, Danny. <laughs> um, I met them up for brunch, and I was like, I'm struggling. I this is a piece, and I I just like I'm I can't. I'm trying to find the right person that could tell this story. Mm-hmm. And he was like, you know, you should talk to you. Like, connect you. <laughs> Literally there yeah. amongst like mac and cheese <laughs> and my brisket tacos. Right. We like, he just gave me your contact. And that very day, I think that yeah, we, we, we talked spoke. on the phone. So Kevin texted me and said, um, I'm sitting here with my friend who's an editor at Vice and she's looking for somebody to write about Kanye Sunday service. And I thought you might be the one. And I said, Ooh, I don't know if I'm that one. <laughs> and he said, I said, I'm so not objective about this. And he said, no, I know. He was like, why don't you just talk to her? No, I said, what angle does she want? Mm. And he said, why don't you just talk to her? Because my first instinct was what I'm not going to do is celebrate this as something that's really culturally significant. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, it's so cool and it's so impactful and it's blah, blah, blah. And then I spoke to you and we were totally on the same page. So I was like, okay, that's great. And also, I really appreciate, Alex, I want to actually say this like verbally on record. I appreciate <laughs> that you knew that story was not for you to write. Oh, I yeah, appreciate you know. that you recognize that <laughs> and you look for the right person. That's important. And I don't think... I don't think we have quite enough editors who really do take the time to think of like, am I getting the right person to write this story? So I appreciate that. I appreciate your recognition of that. There's a couple of reasons I didn't want to write it. Um, The first thing is, I'm not just a writer, I'm a former music executive. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of connections to Kanye. There are people I'm very close to who are very close to him. So also as a former executive going on record on this level about my thoughts on him is a little bit risque but mm. i've but it's not a surprise to anybody i've just oh, never quite i didn't know this you didn't tell me this on the phone <laughs> well i mean but it's never like i'll go on my twitter rants about him and then i'll delete him you know that kind of yeah, thing yeah, yeah. um not because i'm worried about it. i stand by everything i say but just 
for political reasons, right? But I also had to say to myself, like, if I'm telling my, if, if I am a cultural writer, I have to, you know, I have to write from the perspective that I feel like is, is true and honest. The second thing was just, again, I'm, I knew that my slant was not going to be a positive slant. And I just wasn't sure if that was what you guys wanted. And I'm not saying you told me to go out there and write a hit piece before yeah, people say that. Really it wasn't drag that. them to hell. Yeah, it wasn't. I wasn't directed because I've already been accused of helping the white man bring Kanye down. I wasn't. Um, oh, no. <laughs> I wasn't directed to write a hit piece. But we talked about how we felt about it. We were in agreement that even though sonically, again, sonically, it was incredible and on paper, it seemed like it should have been something really dope that there was something yeah. there that just that just did not feel genuine. And and that is what the story was about. It, it's not so much dragging Kanye. It's just about, yeah, we see what he's doing, but there's just there's something missing. There is something either missing or something extra added. But like there's something about Kanye's intentions and his motivations that just keeps it from like he's losing his connection with his audience he used to still be able to connect and now it's just not yeah it's not coming together yeah and there's so much important context that we were able to hit through right. this story too and it's funny that conversation happened on the Easter Sunday yep yeah, yeah, it happened on that day. <laughs> yeah, it yeah. happened on the... F- yeah, I, it always reminds me not to sound like the biggest nerd ever, but like that episode of 30 Rock where they try to tell Tracy Jordan, the character, right. like you're losing touch with your like your people and your fans. And he's like, what do you mean? My good friend, the Dalai Lama says <laughs> I'm fine right. or whatever. I'm and, it's like, and it's kind of a bit of that. Like, yeah, like I think Kanye is losing some of his connection and he realizes it too, he realizes it too and why he, he's seeking to come back to Chicago and get back to his yeah. roots and like even in this way doing it but like we said over and over Kanye cannot help but be he can't help but be Kanye I he mean, gets he went, in his way he went back you know he did a Chicago apology tour he went back to his original manager Dom, John Monopoly like it, it seemed like if anybody couldn't got could have gotten him on course it was him that didn't last long you know he just can't what happens is, and he's very like Trump in this way, actually. What happens is when he does something that he thinks he should be praised for mm-hmm. and he thinks he should get credit for and then he doesn't get the credit he thinks he should get, he just reverts to bad behavior. Yeah. Because it's like, if you're not going to pay attention to me doing this, I bet you'll pay attention to me doing it. You know, like it's like whatever's going to... It's very that, but whatever's going to get the attention. I heard a story once, and this was before Kanye was famous. This is when he was still just producing before he put his own album out where literally he was at dinner with a bunch of people and he felt like he wasn't being listened to and he literally jumped on top of the table and was like, you guys are not paying me attention. That's what Kanye does. Yeah. Like, out in the world right now. And this is what he did on a mountain. This is what he did on a mountain. Yeah. (laughs) You can read the full story at vice.com. That's it for now. Thanks so much for listening. And make sure to tune in again on Monday for another Vice Guide to Right Now. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.